Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Upstations, check out our website, JiggyJaguar.com, and uh, we've got the great Dan Perkins with us today. We also have IQ Al Rizzoli, and uh, this week I, I want to talk about, uh, with you guys, all sorts of different things. Um, first of all, uh, Dan, you're a big proponent of First Amendment freedom of speech, as is uh, IQ Al Rizzoli. What do you make of the recent uh, banishment, I guess, of Alex Jones from Facebook? Uh, YouTube and all these platforms well again it, uh, having the personal experience of being banned by Facebook and continuing to see more and more stories of individuals and organizations that are being banned from Facebook uh, the, the issue is if we're going to have the rule of law in the United States and the rule of law is going to be driven off the Constitution and the Constitution gives us freedom of speech, then we don't need the private sector deciding what is free speech or not. And that's what's happening here, and I've been writing about it for some time, is that we are allowing people like Twitter and Facebook and other people to decide you're not going to be able to say that. And yet we see, uh, and I wrote a piece on this, I think I sent to you, Jim, that uh, the reliability of the intellectual property software uh, to to go through all of the messages, um, one has to wonder how in the hell some of the stuff gets on when other stuff is taken off. And the the excuse that Facebook is using, well, it's really done by computer. And and I say yes, but the words that are used to decide that are offensive were put in by a human, not by computer. Computer didn't make that decision. And so they're blaming the computer when in reality it is the people who wrote the program who've been in the, the list of words about what was what was acceptable and what was not acceptable. And that's that's what's going on. And and I think that if we continue to allow these companies to control what we can say and uh, censor out what we're saying, we are rapidly losing our freedom of speech because the the more traditional platforms of newspaper and television uh, have become as corrupt as the Facebooks of the world. So where do we have an opportunity to have our own speech and, and to stand up and disagree with the government or people on the other side. And see, that's that's really the issue, Jim. The issue is, yes, it's sort of a, sweet, a, a free speech issue, but the issue is that the left wants no dissent. They don't want us to have the right to say anything that is in contradiction of what they believe. And so they want to shut down everybody who doesn't agree with what they do. You know? So they made the decision that they were not going to allow any advertising 
concerning the abortion issue in Ireland before the vote. Well, I wonder if they're going to do the same thing in the midterm elections here. Are they going to say, we're not going to allow any any hate speech on Facebook uh, prior to the midterm elections? Probably not. So there's no consistency of what they decide and how they decide it. Um, and the other part of it, Jim, is that the, that's frustrating to me and other people who been they don't tell you why. Most of the time, they just say, you're done. You, you, you Don't darken our door. And um, that's that's Gestapo tactics. That's that's Nazi Germany, 1939. It's not the United States of America. IQ, what, what, what do you make of all this, my friend? Well, I agree with that, obviously. But, I mean, they are allowing Louis Farrakhan on all the channels. Nobody is stopping him. And he is racist. He's racist against whites, racist against Americans, racist against Jews, and yet they allow him. Uh, the freedom of information should continue to be there, even if the person is a Nazi. The way to destroy him is not by shutting him up, but proving him to be a stupid animal, which can be done in no time. To disprove what he's saying, it can be done. But what's happening, as Dan says, we are a repeat performance now of Nazi Germany and the Communist Party. And who is deciding? People who have absolutely no idea about Islam. No idea about freedom of speech. Twitter, they have no right to do these things. And I honestly believe sooner or later the Congress will have to act and either break them up, sue them, or allow them to open all channels. But they cannot decide, for example, to allow leftists unlimited time and shut all the ones who support Donald Trump. That's a disaster. And but that's what's happening. What do you think? I agree. I I, I, I look at what's going on, and, and I and I'm I'm really wondering um, why. There are so few people, quite honestly, uh, who are who are not saying anything about it. Um, it's, it's as if um, you know. I I did a, I did a, a bunch of interviews today on the economy and some other things, and one of the things that that amazed me is that we have, for some reason. Um, the Democrats, uh, who are the minority in Congress, every time they object to something, they use the word, we demand. We demand that the uh, Kavanaugh's nomination be withdrawn. We demand that this and we demand that. And I, I look at, again, looking at, at this, a scary thing that happened last weekend as it relates to free speech was Antifa. In uh, in uh, was it Portland or Seattle? I forget which which of the two cities. But Portland, but they, Portland, Portland. Thank you. I was. It's been a long day, IQ, um, and I still have more to go after I finish with this. Um, but what they were saying at that before before the march and before the protest, they were saying, "Bring your guns to Republican rallies." That's how you're going to silence 
the free speech of the Republican Party by bringing guns to the rallies and 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 do what with them? Shoot people or not shoot people? I mean, why do you tell people to bring guns to a Republican rally if you don't intend to shoot them? And it just seems to me that this is another another suppression of speech. It, it's it's an idea that that uh, it's it's really um, serious, and 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 yet it doesn't seem to be bothering a lot of people. Am I wrong on that, Jim? No, no, <laughs> no. You are not wrong on that. Actually. Uh we're going to do this. I'm going to hang up with you guys. We've got our, our guest called me a second ago. We're going to get them on. Uh, I'm going to hang up with you guys. We're going to take a quick commercial break. I'm going to be back with everybody. Uh, Dan Perkins, IQ Arizoli, and our guest coming up here in just a few seconds. And uh, we're going to take a 42-second time An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Are you a fan of music? Miss the golden age of music television? Like hosting Friends? Want to see your Spotify playlist converted to music video playlists? Head to Pixie.fm. That's P-I-X-I.fm to experience the only social music television network. It's free to use for a limited amount of time. www.pixi.fm. The music television is reborn. That's w- okay. We're gonna see if we can get our. Hello. And I believe there is Judge Janine Piero. How are you, Judge? I'm terrific. How are you? Pretty good, actually. We've also got our panelists with us today, IQ Rizzoli, and we're also joined by the great Dan Perkins as well. And uh, our guest with us uh, on on the Skype line, Judge Janine Pirro of Fox News. She has a fantastic, fantastic new book, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, The Case Against the Anti-Trump Conspiracy. Um, Judge Janine, I'm going to give you a little bit of time here. Tell us a little bit about your fantastic new book. Look, my friend. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Look, I wrote the book because I was so fed up with just doing one open after another on my show, Justice on Fox News, uh, talking about all of the uh, uh, the problems with the FBI and the Department of Justice. That I decided to just put a book together because, having been a prosecutor, a judge, and a DA myself for over three decades. It occurred to me that uh, maybe it was time to write a book. And so the book is very much about what happened in the run-up to the election of Donald Trump and then what happened once he got elected. Look, they tried to drag a corrupt woman across the presidential finish line and then tee up as an insurance policy a Russia collusion investigation in the event Donald Trump, in their minds, God forbid, would win. And we have been fractured as a result of this craziness for the last 19 months. You can pick up Judge Janine's book on Amazon. Dan Perkins, I know you got some questions. You start us off, my friend. Thank you. Uh, it's, a, it's an absolute pleasure to speak with you. I, I watch you, and um, I enjoy your energy and your enthusiasm and your inability, <laughs> your ability to to not take any crap from people and go after them. I think that's a, it's a wonderful, God-given talent. Oh, I, I just finished, that. I do. Well, I appreciate you. I just finished literally driving in from Washington, D.C., up here to North Jersey, and I finished Greg Jarrett's book on uh, on on the whole investigation. 
And I'm not mm-hmm. a lawyer. I'm not even a practicing attorney. I'm, I'm a guy who's been around for 45 years managing money and talking to people. So I would, I would love to take this opportunity to ask you hopefully just one question that you could help educate me and, and Jim's audience. When you listen to Greg's book and you read all the stuff that, that I've read from the very beginning, can you please tell me, Judge, why there is nobody in orange jumpsuits? Oh, I haven't read Greg, Greg's book. Uh, if you, if, you know, I mean, I just haven't read it. I don't know what it says. Okay. Uh, well, what he's talking about, he's talking if about. If you a- want to talk about liars, leakers, and liberals, uh, you know, it's, it's outlined in my book, and as a former judge and a former prosecutor, I can tell you that the reason there is no one, uh, you know, in orange jumpsuits is because we have an attorney general who's hiding in a closet somewhere. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, the president, and I've known the president for 25 years, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. I have been uh, a good friend of him and his family, uh, and in fact, we used to fly together with our kids to Florida on his plane. But here, here's the issue. Donald Trump is a very loyal man. So when Jeff Sessions came out and begged him to be attorney general, the president would pay back that loyalty by allowing him and giving him, you know, the uh, the opportunity of a lifetime. And he is now hiding in a closet somewhere because the uh, left has convinced him that he needs to recuse himself so that they can cover for their misdeeds, and by the left, I, and I know the players. I mean, you know, look, I was I was elected DA. My office is right next to Jim Comey uh, when he was the U.S. Attorney. So um, you know, this left is covering itself. They've been together for years. Rod Rosenstein, Jim Comey, Bob Mueller—they're all part of the same team, and their job is to make sure that they can keep any honest actor out. And and Jeff Sessions is a good man; he doesn't have a prosecutorial hook for that he needs, but he still is a good man. And what he did was recuse himself in a way where the deep state is allowed to continue to do its thing. But you know, you 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 have a Christian Sosier who is, uh, you know, spending time in prison uh, for the president's garden uh, because he took a, pre- uh, a photo of a submarine that he's on. But look, right. I know a con when I see it. This is what I did for a living. Uh, and in the end, I think that the American people are the ones who are going to make sure there are consequences. Even if the deep state wins and doesn't allow for the prosecution of James Comey, Peter Strzok and the rest of them, as I talk about in Liars and Leakers, then what I think is important is that the public will go to the election booth and they uh, voting booth and decide how the consequences and how the cards ultimately play out. Uh, great. I, I, uh, if I might, uh, Jim, just follow up on, yeah, on the go ahead. comments. You're, you're terrific, uh, very well spoken and, and, and understandable, understandable, which is important. <laughs> Um, what, what I don't, since you know this, you know the president for 25 years. Um, I understand that when a when a man or a woman runs for president, uh, they they have challenges when they come into the executive office to fill lots of lots of different positions. The most critical initially are the are the cabinet officers, and there and and you are absolutely spot on when you say that Mr. Trump is a very loyal person, and he brought people into the cabinet that maybe he shouldn't have brought in 
but he asked for their resignations or whatever, and they moved on, and he's, he's replaced them. What I don't understand, Judge, is why has he not asked for Sessions' resignation? Well, I look, I had dinner with the president Sunday night. What day is today? Tuesday? Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I still, I still speak to the president uh, on a regular basis. And, you know, I talk about him and liars and leakers uh, and what it was like and how he has not changed one bit. He doesn't ask for his resignation, I believe, because if anyone is watching the news, you saw what happened when he fired Jim Comey. Now, when he fired Jim Comey, the guy who wrote the memo saying he should fire Jim Comey is the guy in charge of the investigation or overseeing the investigation and appointing right. Bob Mueller as to whether or not he should have fired Jim Comey. Do you want to go through this for the next two years uh, if if Sessions is fired? And a lot of the rhinos, again, I talk about this in the book, the rhinos are saying if he fires him, we're, we're coming after him. And, you know, I interviewed uh, Chuck Grassley on my show, Justice, and, you know, Chuck was working on a bill uh, that he could get support for that would prevent the president from firing Mueller. Uh, and uh, and the same kind of thing if he fires um, uh, Sessions. So, you know, it's not worth it. The, the president believes in the end there's nothing there. And, unfortunately, though, the America's being fractured while this lunacy goes on. I mean, when you get to look at emails that say, uh, is it going to work for president? No, we'll stop it between two FBI lovers. We'll stop it. Mm -hmm. And then the insurance policy, in the event you die before you're 40, in this case, in the event Donald Trump is elected, the insurance policy is the Russia collusion investigation. And make no mistake, you don't get insurance to prevent something from happening. You get insurance for when something happens. So you buy insurance mm-hmm. for a fire if your house gets burnt down. It doesn't prevent your house from getting burnt down. It just allows you to function after. And that's what they did with Russia collusion. And this Peter Strzok, I'll tell you, if he appeared in my courtroom, he'd have a lot of trouble. The arrogance, the condescension, the the uh, uh, the, the claim, the holier-than-thou, uh, you know, don't believe your lying eyes. I was only joking. That doesn't fly. Uh, the American people right. are smart. And they're going to see uh, at what what is happening here. But unfortunately, uh, as what happened to me on the View, you know, those of us on the right are being shut down, and it's a microcosm of what goes on in the country every day. So let me let me ask you another question about about Mr. Trump and Mr. Sessions. Uh, I happen to believe that the, that the the blue wave is not coming, and in fact, I I be- honestly believe. Uh, that the Republicans will probably pick up more seats in the House, Democrats will lose seats, and we could have 57, 58 senators in the Senate. With that kind of a strong uh, Republican control, uh, would it present an opportunity for Mr. Sessions to resign from Attorney General and bring in a new more dramatic and and you would i would love to hear who you think should 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 be the next attorney general that uh the heat will be much less because there'll be less people in congress to complain about it and bring in a new attorney general who might who might replace rosenstein or take away the oversight responsibility for the Mueller investigation and bring it directly to the attorney general 
Well, look, uh, is there going to be this blue wave that they've been promising? I doubt it, but, you know, history and precedent are very strong. I believe that, and, you know, and, and the president was talking about this, you know, how he's continuing to go out. And he's going to have these rallies right up to uh, November, to the election. I think that the more the president goes out, the more the American people realize what he's doing. And all you have to do, most of them, is uh, us, is look at our paychecks and you see the difference. But I think, Mm -hmm. and I agree with you, I I want to believe that there is going to be a, uh, certainly a stopping or a halt of this blue wave. And maybe with more people in the Senate who are more Trump, you know, friendly, uh, unlike a lot of them, uh, I think it'll make a difference. And But but, but who knows? I mean, I, I don't presume to speak for the president. I think that whoever is the next attorney general, and I don't care who it is, uh, I just want to make sure that we have truth and justice. I, look, I've won grand juries. I've had a panel of grand juries. You know, um, I've done all this stuff, and all we want is for, you know, Lady Justice to continue to have on those bandages. Because once you take those bandages off and you tell her you go this way or that way, that's when America loses its own fabric and loses the foundation of, of who we are as a country. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We've got a great guest. Hold on, hold on a sec, Dan. We've got uh, Judge Janine Pirro with us today. Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. It is a fantastic read. You can pick it up on Amazon. Dan, jump in there. I didn't mean to cut you off, my friend. That's all right, uh, Judge. I'll, I will download it tonight on my uh, on my Kindle, and I will I will listen to it on my way to Florida. So I'll listen to your book. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited about. It. I'm excited Thank about you. it. And tell people the. And I'm telling people. Go ahead. Huh? I just wanted to ask Go you, ahead. what did you think about, what do you think of the prospects of Judge Kavanaugh? Oh, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be uh, approved. I mean, they're not going to be able to block it. This guy is incredibly uh, competent and incredibly well qualified to be on the United States Supreme Court. They can kick and scream all they want. You know, the Whoopi Goldberg can throw people off of the view and all that other stuff. And Rosie O'Donnell can get out there and protest. It's not going to make a damn bit of difference. Brett Kavanaugh is going to be on the Supreme Court. And the only thing that we need to do is just make sure that we go out in November to make sure that this president is protected. Because, as I say in the book, I talk about things that the mainstream media is not talking about. I mean, look, Donald Trump was loved by the media, by movies, and by sports figures and singers until he had the gall in their mind to run for president and put an R after his name. Uh, And now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he's public enemy number one. But the American people instinctively get it, and that's why they put an outsider in. And these rhino Republicans and the rest of them, uh, I think they're, they've seen their day, and uh, the American people will, will change it all. And I, I do appreciate that you're going to get my book on the uh, on your uh, Kindle or whatever you're doing. It's also, oh, I did the audio tape myself. So, uh, wow. It, it's all Maybe I'll get that I instead. It. Yeah. Uh, some I'll of my that. friends who have already gotten the audio tape said, you know, Janine, it's just so good hearing you get angry at audio. I'm reading your own book. So, uh, and we're thrilled that we're number one on the New York Times bestseller uh, in the New York Times this past Sunday. So we're getting a lot of positive reaction on the book. So it's all good, and I'm super, super excited about it. 
Uh, we've sure. got we've got Judge Jeanine Pirro with us today. Liars, leakers, and liberals. It is a fantastic read. It is available on Amazon now. IQ, you've been sitting here listening. I know you've probably got some questions for Judge Jeanine. Jump in there, my friend. Well, first, I watch her programs from Europe regularly, and she is amazing. No question about that. One question I would like to ask: Why hasn't Donald Trump done anything about CARE? C A I R, Council of American Islamic Relations. Oh, I know who they are. Oh dear, they don't like me either. You know, I I think that what the president is doing is the president is trying to deal with the the immediate stuff on his desk and putting together a team. He finally has a team that he's excited about a team that he believes has not only his back, but a team that recognizes and responds to issues the way he does. You know, make no mistake, uh, I am with you on care uh, and and the what has happened in the past. Uh, given time, look, he's only been there 18, 19 months, and look at all the stuff he's done. The economy, you know, unemployment, uh, more jobs than people to fill them. You know, uh, he is doing a phenomenal job, and I think that he will get to it. But, you know, it's everything in time. But I appreciate the question. I, I'm on the same page. Thank you. The reason I said it, because before he became president, I sent him a Twitter, a long Twitter, offering my services. All I said to him Google my name, Al-Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-O-L-I, and I will give my services free of charge. And I meant it, and I still mean it. Well, yeah, I am sure that he has information. Uh, I am sure that he is well aware of what's going on, and hopefully uh, uh, it will happen. Because uh, I'm on board with you 100%. Now, Do you uh, think... Sorry, one question. Go ahead, IQ. Yeah, do you think the African Americans have woken up, or enough of them, to swing the vote towards Trump? Yes, I think that's an excellent question, and I think that uh, you know what have you got to lose? You know, they laughed at it in the beginning, but now that African American unemployment is the lowest in history, when they even had an African American president who didn't deliver what Donald Trump has delivered. I think that as people recognize how the economy and the animal spirit, uh, you know, the consumer confidence, uh, the 401 GDP, uh, I think everybody shares in that, irrespective of color. But I think that the African-American community is going to be very, very happy and supportive as we go forward. Anyway, gentlemen, I have got to get on a show so I'm going to have to run because uh, I'm doing a pre-tape uh, at uh, in about 20 minutes. So I got to run. Not a problem. I'm just I'm just glad we were able to make this work and get you on with us. I appreciate it, Judge. I thank, thank you, you so all much. So much. You take care. God bless. Take Definitely. Care. There goes Judge Janine Pirro, Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. It is a fantastic read. The case against anti-Trump uh, campaign. And uh, Dan Perkins, IQ Al Rizzoli, join us back here. Uh, gentlemen, what, what, what did you make of uh, the judge there? Well, I think she's a pistol. I mean, I love to watch her show. Um, and, and, and she doesn't take any, she didn't take any crap from anybody. And, um, and I like that about her a lot. Uh, she's very outspoken, very articulate, and um, she does a wonderful job on her show. And um, 
I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that she's got that regular slot because I think she's, she has a, a, a true conservative perspective and, uh, brings the perspective of being a judge to the show, especially over the last 18 months with all the stuff that's going on, legal stuff that's going on uh, almost every day in the newspaper. So, um, I think she's just a terrific person. I can't wait to listen to her book. IQ, what, 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 what did you make of the interview and everything? I love the girl. She's terrific. And I don't know who writes her scripts, but they are amazing. They are so factual. And she recites them in such a beautiful manner with passion and integrity. No, she's, a, she's really unbelievable. I love her, I really do, uh, and I appreciate what she's doing. By the way, James, I sent you an email. I know it's it's a side story. Yes. It's regarding our interview with uh, Robert Spencer. Yes. I asked you to send me the link. I need to get in touch with him directly, but I don't know how his email directly. I will, I will get in touch. I'll send it over to you, my friend. I will send it your way. Bless you. Thank you. Now, uh, Dan... Uh, Let's talk about this uh, situation with, uh, you brought that up to uh, Judge Janine. Uh, there's a lot of these folks that believe there's a blue wave coming. Uh, what, what do you make of all this? Kind of follow up on, on what you were talking with Judge Janine there. Well, there's, there's, the, the Democrats have been saying all so far this year, and they, they make it and then it doesn't happen, and then they make it again. The, the, the belief is, uh, as the judge was saying, that, is that the insurance policy that they're talking about, you know, all these emails and all this stuff, is that in the event they can't keep him from getting into office, meaning Donald Trump, what we have is um, a situation where we can, um, we can uh, create a situation where... Um, we can distract him, and 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 the the pounding that he will take um, will, in fact, um, cause him to uh, lose focus and not be and, and being distracted by all the stuff that they will uh, create a situation where they can um, they can distract him. And, and as a result, um, what you have is a situation where the Democrats believe that they can take control of the House in the midterm election. By taking control of the midterm election and winning the House, they have the ability to try and impeach Donald Trump. And we already know that Maxine Waters and a bunch of other people want to do that anyway. So that, that, they, they they have to sell this message that the importance of the midterm election is to create a wave that will allow the the, the Democrats to take recontrol of the House for the purposes of impeaching Donald Trump. The the problem that they have, however, Jim, is that their their message is impeach Donald Trump. They have no message about how to improve the economy, budget, none of this stuff. All It's about Donald Trump and about impeaching him. They've, they've got this new darling, Cortez, out of New York, who is 
an attractive idiot um, who who doesn't even understand what she's talking about, yet she is now being portrayed by the media as the darling of the Democratic Party. And she's the one that's talking about free college, free Medicare, and she wants to, uh, and free prescriptions, and the the Congressional Budget Office did a, a, a review of that proposal last week, and over 10 years it cost $32 trillion, which is more than the gross national product on, in, in almost two years of the United States. And when asked where the, she's going to get the money to pay for it, she would say, well, we'll just raise the, the taxes on the rich a little bit, and that should pay for it. She has no idea about what she's talking about. But the, the issue... Uh, the issue is that, and I and I was in Columbus, Ohio, uh, from Thursday through Monday, and we were celebrating our 50th anniversary with friends and family who live primarily in the Midwest, in the Columbus, Ohio region. And one of the dinners we were talking about, well, what's there's a special election in Columbus tonight uh, for a, a seat that's vacant, and they're talking about this could be the start of the new blue wave if the, if the Democrat wins. And uh, I couldn't find anybody at the table who believed that the Democrats have any agenda. They want to take back the tax cuts. They want to impeach the president. They want to spend more money from the government. They don't. They're not concerned about jobs. They want people to be more de- dependent. And so, what what the Democrats are not doing is understanding that Rasmussen did a poll about two weeks ago. And the, the simple question in the poll was, and I was going to talk about it last week, but we, we got, I had mechanical problems or phone problems. The, 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 they didn't ask a question. Are you Democrat or Republican? They just simply said, what is important to you about this election? And then they, and they did it on almost 1,100 people in all 50 states, registered voters and likely voters. And what happened was that Two things got asterisks, meaning less than, there were a bunch of them, but two very significant Democratic positions got less than 1%, which means they got an asterisk. One is the concern about the American people, the global warming. And number two, Russia collusion. Now, I just saw a poll this afternoon before I signed on. 39% believe now uh, that the that the the Mueller investigation needs to come to an end. It's, it's not done anything. But what's happening is that the number one issue to the American people in this survey, and they had a 95% uh, accuracy rate, plus or minus four, four points, but 95% assurance. The number, two, the number one and number two issues. Number one was border security, and number two was the economy and jobs. Those two categories accounted for 81% of all the issues that were concerned by the American people in this. And neither one of those issues is the Democratic Party talking about. And so the idea that, that, as the judge was saying, when you go into the election booth in November and you're ready to pull the lever, you simply ask yourself this one question. Are you better off than you were two years ago? If you're better off than you were two years ago, then vote for Republicans. If you're not, vote for Democrats. There's nothing else that we need. We don't need to run on border security and all this stuff. We ask the American people who vote with their pocketbooks 
are your, and the judge said they were, the, everything is points to the fact that the pocketbooks are full, that b- blacks and Hispanics are working in record numbers. The economy is about 4.1%, which is an article that I think I sent you last Friday that I got published on Newsmax. Um, and we can talk about that if you, if you, if you've got time. But the point is that there is a huge divergence here. The, re- the Democratic side of the ledger is focusing on issues that don't speak to the needs of the people, they speak to the needs of the Republic, of Democratic Party to impeach Donald Trump. The Democratic Party is, I believe, out of touch with the majority of the American electorate. The Republican Party, by and large, is speaking to the needs of the people. And I, I really believe, uh, we talked about what I'm going to say now, we talked about this some time ago, Jim, I really believe that if Mr. Trump doesn't get the budget money to pay for the wall, which is national security and personal security, which is the number one issue of the American voters, if he doesn't get that and he shuts down the government because he's not getting funding for the wall, I don't think it penalizes a single Republican candidate in the United States. I think that there are enough people that say... We support the president. If he wants to shut the government down because he can't get he can't get border security, go ahead and do it. I I, I think it will not be a, a negative for the for the Republicans, and I think the Democrats will probably try and run on that. But uh, I just think that uh, he told us he told us Jim in the omnibus bill uh, this spring. He said, "quote Never again. I will not sa- sign." a budget resolution like the piece of garbage that I saw here today. And so he's now, he, he put a stake in the ground and said, this is what I'm going to do. If he doesn't get the border funding and doesn't get a responsible budget, I think he shuts down the government. And I think the Republicans win big time. IQ, what do you make of this? I agree with everything he said except one. Ohio, have a, they have a voting today, tonight or today. I believe so. Kind of yes. Yes, the election is today. Okay. Going if on they, right now. If they elect a Republican, it's a good sign. If they don't, it's a bad sign. Do you agree with me? No. No. I think you're placing too much emphasis when you when you say it's a bad sign. One thing, IQ, about American politics. American politics are local. You know, we remember last fall when when the press was saying that there was Russian collusion to, fi- to fix the election and Barack Obama stood in front of a podium and said it's not possible, it's too decentralized for them to effectively change, they can't change ballots, they can't change the voting procedures, it just can't happen. And that's still true, even though the Democrats saying it, it, it's not, it, it is possible, but it's not, it's not possible. It is, it is an example that politics is local. And, and I hope, I, I hope that the guy squeaks by. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But if there's, there's more positive in this for the Republicans than there is for Democrats, if the guy loses. The guy loses, and it's a close margin, then that means the Republicans have to concentrate on getting out the vote and to do it in November. It'll help, help energize them. If, if the Democrat loses, 
with the millions upon millions of dollars that the Democratic Party has poured into this election, um, it, it, it's, it's a very, very bad sign for the Democratic Party as we're getting closer and closer to the election. I think Mr. Trump, the, the rally for Mr. Mr. Trump, and he was down the road from where I was for our anniversary on Friday night. And they had to change the venue because the demand for tickets was so great, they had to go to bigger and bigger spaces in order to accommodate the people who wanted to try and come. And even that, it was oversold. There were thousands of people standing outside. He continues, Jim, he continues to draw crowds everywhere he goes. And they're not smaller crowds than what he did when he was campaigning. They're the same size or bigger. And if you look at where he's going, Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, he's trying to solidify the base of people. I mean, Jim, I don't know whether you saw this last week or not, but on Thursday, the president of the AFL-CIO said in a news conference, we have not ruled out an endorsement for Donald Trump in 2020. The largest labor union in the United States saying is they're they're considering the possibility of Donald Trump as the as the as the as the presidential candidate that they would support. How how unbelievable is that? These are the things that are going on that people don't understand what the ramifications are across the nation. Putting steel workers back to work, putting coal miners back to work putting people, factory workers, to back, back to work. All of these people are going back to work. But but even if the factory worker goes back to work, it's not just him. There are two or three other people that go back to work and get a job to support whatever he or she needs to do on the factory floor. We have not had... I mean, one of the, one of the challenges that we have, Jim, is that the, the, the consumer confidence is high, the general business confidence is high, but the small business confidence is lagging because, Jim, if you can imagine, if you're a small business guy or you were thinking about starting a small business, for the previous eight years of the Obama administration, you had no positive news, none, from the administration or what was going on in the economy. So your desire to want to take the risk to start a business was quelched by Obama and his administration with all the regulations and everything else. So we had an economy that didn't grow. And so why would you want to try and start a small business? That's beginning to turn. So what I'm saying is there's a tremendous amount of momentum out there. We, the Democrats are saying, well, 4.1 is, is not realistic. It's not going to happen in a second quarter. And, and they don't understand that they dug their own hole and they're digging deeper and deeper and deeper. They, they, in the article that I wrote, I said they're not paying attention to the calendar. Let me help you. Just a couple of quick points, Jim. The election is, uh, the I think, the 6th of November. Between now, we will have a, a jobs report in September, one in October, and one two days before or three days before the midterm elections. The Gross domestic product for the second quarter will be adjusted at the end of August and the end of September, and I think it will come in something closer to 4.5%. However, the week before the midterm elections, the gross domestic product for the third quarter, the first number, will be out. 
And if, if it's four or more, the Democrats, Democrats are in big, big, big trouble because they said we'll never see another four again. So they're digging this hole deeper and deeper and deeper, and they're showing that they're going to be out of touch with what's going on in the real world. IQ, your your thoughts on this, my friend? Yeah, uh, I'm always puzzled about reality and uh, statistics. I mean, looking at it from where I am, everything at the moment is positive in the United States of America. Everything, literally. The economy, the sense of happiness, the sense of achievement, the labor, more jobs than there are people to fill them up. I would have thought it it doesn't take a genius that in any election between now and November, whether it's local or not, every voter should be, or the majority of voters should be for Trump. But it doesn't look like it, which is something amazing. Why? Well, I guess The, the American electorate understands about the jobs and the economy. The news media is obviously very reluctant to, uh, to, to provide any positive news about Trump. And so the, the ability to get the information out, the president has to basically do it on his Twitter account because the mainstream media and the major networks are not going to carry it. The New York Times isn't going to carry it. The, the, uh, the Washington Post, they're not going to carry it. So we have a problem in the sense that the Republicans are constantly climbing uphill to try and talk about the good things that are happening in our economy. Uh, and and, and the, the president is getting very little support from anybody in the media. Uh, some stuff on Fox News and 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 bloggers like myself and other people uh, who are writing, but it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle, and that's why I was asking the judge today um, whether or not she thought if if the if the, the Democrats lost more ground in the House and the Senate, would would the president ask Mr. Sessions to resign, which will then give him the ability because. I don't think they'll have, they'll have no power in the House or the Senate to, to do anything about it. And uh, we get a replacement for Rosenstein, and uh, um, and, and we bring this this farce to some kind of a conclusion. And um, But I think that this midterm election is important for lots of different things. I believe, and from your perspective, IQ, I, I don't know whether the the international scene uh, pays that much attention to presidential elections or, or midterm elections um, as they would for presidential elections. Do you have any sense for that? No, they have absolutely no idea in Europe regarding midterm. It's only people like me who are interested in America who would uh, consider even listening or reading about it. But Europeans mm -hmm. at this moment have got no idea what's happening in America politically. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. Okay. But, I mean, when you say that the news media is against Trump, everybody knows. I mean, even the idiots know that the news media are against Trump. But even the news media are saying that 
is the world national product. I mean, it, they can't hide it. They can denigrate it. They can insult it. But the fact is, they are mentioning it. So what I'm getting at, how is it possible it's not sinking in? I mean, I'm on outside looking in, and I know the news is lying, because I know the news is lying in Europe also. I just saw a program, you wouldn't believe it, honestly, I can send it to you from now later, about the collusion of Sweden with Nazi Germany during the whole of the war that nobody ever knew about. Produced by somebody in Sweden. Amazing, absolutely amazing. They betrayed the Allies, they betrayed uh, Norway. They allowed five million, according to the report, Russian, German soldiers to cross in any direction mm -hmm. using using their territory. Five million. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. But there you go. No, what I'm getting at, I mean, the news media, I, we know, we know, but I mean, anybody listening to the news media will say this, the jobs, the jobs are fantastic. Even the news media are saying the jobs are fantastic. Even the ones who are lying. Although they say it because uh, because of Obama. Good God. Right. So, under Obama, eight years of misery, and all of a sudden, after two years, that's the tenth year, all of a sudden it's all flourishing. Right, right. It, it's, it's, it's the Obama recovery. Uh, I, I just, I find it amazing. And, um, and all the things, it, and, and, you know, um, I do want to, if we have a moment, Jim, I, I did want to ask uh, IQ, uh, a question on another subject yes okay um, I know that you were you follow Europe probably much better than me and and you were talking at one time recently you were talking about uh, Andrea Merkel and and her problems has she uh, see has she escaped again at the moment it's all quiet but she hasn't escaped honestly she hasn't escaped uh, another I'll give you another example Another ship went to Italy. The Italians chucked them out, and they sent them to Spain. Spain, in one day, they had an invasion of 8,000 uh, Muslims from uh, North Africa. In one day, 8,000. It's unsustainable. You've got to understand that. There is going to be a break point in Spain. And when br Spain breaks, Italy already said no more, and they are literally implementing it. Uh, now, I, I, I just wanted to, you, you caused me to think about something that I read today, which was on my list to ask you. It's, it's not about Europe, but it, but, but it is about immigration. Um, I read a report this morning on the BBC about a genocide, ethnic cleansing that's taking place in China, in western China, where there are uh, eliminating Muslims who have apparently immigrated from Turkey into Western China. Have you heard anything about that at all, IQ? If the BBC is telling it, it's a, it's a lie. I'll tell you why. They are suppressing them, yes. You see, the Chinese, they don't play games. They're not politically correct as well as you know. The Muslims in Northwest China has started for quite a few years now uh, terrorism, Islamic terrorism. The Chinese mm -hmm. are pushovers. 
when you terrorize them, they will terrorize you ten, ten times over. That's exactly what they're doing. You remember only a few months ago they were talking about uh, Rohingya, the ones in Burma, and they accused the Burmese Buddhists of genocide against the Muslims, when the fact is it was the Muslims who started the genocide against the, the, the Buddhists, but the news media always reverse it. The news media in Europe pretends that the Muslims are the victims. The Pope recently condemned even, he said, you shouldn't even execute somebody who mass murders. He's changing the theology of Christianity. But the same Pope never mentioned the destruction of Christians in my country, in Syria, in Lebanon, not once. You see, this is the mindset of the leftists. Christians and Jews be damned. Muslims be protected. And that's a fact. That's the reality today. And it's scary. So, um, the, the article that I was reading this morning talked about the, uh, the, the, the famous Tiananmen Square protest where the Chinese came in and uh, cleaned house. Um, so is, is it is it religious genocide, you think, what's going on in, in Western China? Or is it because they're terrorists and they, they, they don't no, tolerate that in their country? This is religion. Wait a minute. The religion is connected to the terror. Muhammad said, oh, I understand. Allah made me victorious with terror. So Islam is terror. You can't separate mm -hmm. You know, you can try to separate it uh, philosophically, but you can't. It is impossible. They are terrorists, but they are Muslims. So it is a religious one, yes. It's not a political one. It's completely, utterly religious. Everything to do with Islam is to do with religion, to do with Sharia. You can't separate it. Any Muslim can go and debate me. I will destroy him in 60 seconds. In 60 seconds I destroy him. Not because... So I what do you hear... Sorry, go on. Oh, I I'm sorry for interrupting you, but well, go ahead. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about what you're hearing about what's going on inside of Iran. Oh, fantastic news. They have problems every single day in all of the major cities. They already killed one demonstrator yesterday. But the problems are getting worse and worse. And Trump, I think, today has signed you know, the activation of more uh, sanctions. Yes. The mullahs are in trouble. What the Iranians need to know from Donald Trump is not that he will bring the soldiers of America to defend them, but to know that if they start anything, America will back them up. They need that. Right. They need the psychological. Yes. I, I agree. I agree. Well, I, I did an interview this morning, and, and this this person who was interviewing me was asking me about uh, about uh, the sanctions, and I said, "Let me take you back in time." When Mr. Trump told the world that he was withdrawing from the accord on Iranian nuclear material, he said that he gave the European parties 90 days to come up with a better solution. If they didn't, he was going to impose the sanctions. Well, but in sanctions, are he told us what he was going to do. They didn't do anything about it. He reimposed the sanctions. And the issue is going to be uh, they are the third largest exporter of crude oil in the world. That's going to diminish dramatically. And American crude oil is going to be even more powerful as it goes all over the world to replace what's being shut down. 
in in Iran. Um, I again, I, I I'm amazed at how little. When you think about the comparison between Obama and Trump, the Iranian leadership has been less vitriolic, especially in the last six months with Trump, than they were with John Kerry and and Barack Obama. Of course, it would be. There hasn't been a single case of a single interference with a single American ship in the Gulf. Not once mm-hmm. in eighteen months. What does that say? They know Donald Trump is not Obama. They know that Donald Trump right. they slap him, he will sledgehammer them. They know that. They are afraid of him because they know that. And he knows they know that, by the way. By the way, the European Union is trying to undermine America. Did you know that? Well, I know that I, I've heard that. I don't know whether that's, uh, I, I totally believe that. No, no, they are. But I, but I also know that that the 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 trade minister from the European Union came to Washington last week, and they're cutting a deal which basically is going to make uh, no tariffs either direction between the United States and the European Union, which is the the second largest deficit uh, trade deficit in uh, the United States has, second to China, at one hundred and seventy five billion dollars. Um, and I suspect that Canada and Mexico will not be far behind. And you're going to see a capitulation on the part of, of mainland China, who's going to understand that if they don't, if they don't, they're not now dealing, they would be no longer dealing just with the United States. They would be dealing with the United States, the European Union, Canada, and Mexico. It's going to be hard for them to, to stick to their guns about imposing tariffs. But Before we switch off. What's happening Pardon? between uh, between uh, Trudeau, Canada, and Saudi Arabia? They have a serious problem. They're cutting the diplomatic relations. Did you hear? No, I didn't. Good God. <laughs> the Saudi government chucked out the ambassador of Canada because the Canadian government is interfering with internal affairs of Saudi Arabia, demanding the release of women that they put in prison for breaking the rules of Sharia. Right. Could, uh, and, and nothing in the news in America? Nothing? Good God. Well, as we wrap up here, uh, Dan, <laughs> uh, what do we have uh, yes, coming up? You, you, you've got books, you've got all sorts of things going on. Yeah, I just um, I just had a, a special book I'm very proud of. Uh, I, I'm, we'll talk about it a, a little later. It's called Timmy and the Little Red Wagon. It's a story that I wrote for the Galasana Children's Hospital here in Fort, in Fort Myers, Florida. And it's a red wagon hospital, and instead of trying to chew, transport children around in these big gurneys, whenever possible they, treat, they turn them and take them from procedures to procedure, even to the operating room in these little red wagons. And uh, so I wrote a story about two, gener- two generations of people served by this red wagon and every child who uh, is, is admitted into the hospital will get an autographed copy of this particular book. And we're very excited about it. There's a foundation that's working with me. And uh, we our initial print run was 2,200 books. So um, uh, it's something that we're very excited about. You can't buy it anywhere, at least not yet. Um, but it's, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do something on the website to see if we can raise some more money for the hospital. 
but I'm really excited about that. And I'm continuing to uh, the the writing my uh, when I have a chance. Uh, I think I sent you a piece. I was on um, American Thinker in yes. their their uh, on their blog site um, last week. So I've added another another place where people can read from Dan Perkins. So. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you again. Definitely, definitely. And uh, IQ, uh, give us a wrap-up of today. Judge Janine, the conversation here with Dan, everything. That was one of the best uh, shock or surprises that we had. (laughs) I know. I I, I wasn't going to tell you guys. I was just going to stick her on. (laughs) Janine, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, it was beautiful. Uh, all they have to do is Google my name, Al Rasuli, A L R A S S O O L I. I can't compete with Dan. There's no question about that. You take care. Thank you guys. Uh, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys soon. There goes Dan Perkins, IQ Al Rasuli, and it is now replay time on the stream. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.